Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 9th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. To do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the checks and balances brilliantly found in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. It is about God, family, and country. It is about protecting life liberty and property we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth really quick yesterday we had a great broadcast we had on lance miliacho and his co-host george ballantine both from the big mig broadcast we talked about the tip of the spear if liberty means anything at all it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear we also had a couple of incredible guests on john Thaler Esquire was with us. He's from the Harrison Thaler Law Corporation. He's an attorney. He's an investigative expert in insurance fraud and more. In addition to that, we had on Jacqueline Fine Brieger. Uh, and Miss Brieger is the lead investigator involved in what's going on in Arizona, folks. And we talked about this crazy situation. In Arizona what am I talking about Arizona racketeering exposing election integrity problems crisis in elections over new evidence revealed uh, it was a blockbuster two-hour broadcast with these four people and we talked about the biggest criminal conspiracy in US history Sinaloa drug trafficking cartels human trafficking cartels election fraud Money laundering, insurance fraud, bribes, corrupt politicians, corrupt law enforcement. I mean, it just goes on and on. It is shocking. We talked about that. We also talked about this Southern Poverty Law Center attorney. Uh, He got arrested for terrorism, domestic terrorism, but now they let him out on a $5,000 bail. Yeah. Uh, For some reason, they wouldn't let anybody else out, but they let him out. Special treatment for the Southern Poverty Law Center? What a disgrace that is. We also talked about Tucker Carlson and his footage of the Capitol riot demolishes claims by Democrats that an insurrection occurred on January 6th. Well, here's what's interesting. On one hand, you know, you appreciate Tucker revealing more footage, but he said to find relevant videotape, our producers were given the use of Capitol Police computers with, quote, advanced mapping software to make it easier to find what we were looking for. Well, if you uh, trust using the Capitol Police computers who have an agenda and you trust this mapping software that they gave them, I don't mean to be rude, but how stupid are you, Tucker Carlson? I mean, come on now. That's such a controlled environment. You don't even know if you got the information or not, buddy. Before airing any of this video, they say we checked with the Capitol Police and we're happy to say their reservations were minor and they just didn't want us to show one doorway or one entrance. But folks, the January 6th Fed's direction is well underway. I don't believe the official narrative at all. 
I don't know everything that happened, but I do have friends and people that I know that were there on the scene. And I do know the Epic Times has an incredible video documentary that literally challenges everything the government's claiming on this thing. So when Tucker says, oh, I saw the, all the footage, but I used special government software and special government computers to know what was relevant and not, I have zero trust. Anyway, incredible two-hour interview yesterday. Check it out, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Today's show is just, if not even more so, riveting, ladies and gentlemen. We have a gentleman with us now. His name is William L. Saunders. And he uh, has just have so many credentials, it's not even funny. But he's uh, with uh, the Human Rights, uh, the Institute for Human Rights uh, and Ecology. He's a professor. He's the director for the Center of Human Rights, School of Arts and Sciences. He's the co-director for the Center for Religious Liberty. He's a Harvard graduate. Uh, the guy's just got so many credentials, it's not even funny. Let's just say this. He's an attorney, uh, and he defends human rights and has done so for years. William, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you, Sam. I'm very glad to be with you. All right, I want to talk about you a little wait, bit. Wait. I want to talk to you, William, about who you are first, uh, and I want to talk about uh, your life and, and how you got into this. Uh, this is an incredible position uh, to be working with the Catholic um, education systems, uh, working on human rights. The work you do is riveting, and I read a bunch of stuff about you and your efforts for pro-life and your involvement uh, in the protection of life. The Catholics, I appreciate so much for standing up for life. Uh, it's just incredible. Give us a little history on who you are and how you got into all this. Well, Sam, thank you very much. And I agree with what you said, that one of the basic principles of this country is the defense of uh, innocent human life. And uh, I became a human rights lawyer in the mid-90s. I was uh, working with a religious leader from Su uh, the Sudan, which people listening may remember, uh, there was a genocide and slavery going on there, like I said, in the, in the mid-90s. Uh, it was finally ended when uh, President George W. Bush started a process that ended in the separation of two parts of the country. But so I, 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 And I started my own NGO. I was working at a human rights group, but I started my own NGO to help the people who were being killed or enslaved in Sudan. And I've just worked in human rights ever since. And then after I did that work, I started, I, I worked with a pro-life organization here in the United States, and I was a se senior lawyer there. And we were working all the time to try to find ways to protect uh, innocent, unborn people. And now I'm at uh, Catholic University of America teaching uh, human rights with a master's program in human rights, you know, trying to help. Uh, form young people to go out into the culture and uh, argue for true human rights. Also, Sam, if you give me just a second, I imagine some people listening will be thinking, uh, you know, will be su maybe suspicious of the term human rights. And I would just say, please don't be, because human rights is simply another way of saying your, your God-given dignity as a, as a human being. It includes protection from the smallest human being to the oldest human being, where the, the most frail, the people on the margins, the people who are uh, forgotten and ignored and taken advantage of. 
And that can be any color or any sex or, you know, any, uh, you know, it can be white person, black person, man, woman. It, it can be in this country or another country. And one thing we do at my Center for Human Rights is we work a lot on human rights uh, that are being abused worldwide by the Chinese Communist Party, which uh, as this show goes on, we'll be talking about them a lot. But instead of Chinese Communist Party, every time we'll say CCP. Uh, so that, so I just want the listener to know when they hear the CCP, that's the Chinese Communist Party. So it's great. I work with young people. We, we think about human rights uh, philosophically, legally, we look at the theological underpinning of human rights. We, uh, we, we work with what was a, a pretty clear consensus across the world after World War II that the reason we had had World War II was because human rights were so terribly abused and people listening hopefully you know, remember what the Nazis did, but also the Japanese imperial army was violating human rights and it led to the second world war where we you know america lost lots and lots of, of lives but so did the rest of the world and as many as 50 million innocent people and so after that the world kind of decided it was important to protect human rights um they issued a document which again some people be pretty suspicious of, but I would encourage them not to be, called the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, because the reason I say don't be suspicious about it is, yes, it's true that left-wing or anti-family uh, or American haters uh, disguise what they want to do in the language of human rights, but true human rights, which are reflected in this Universal Declaration, Talk about and another way to has... say this, William, just to clarify, the human rights we're talking about is God-ordained human rights, not manufactured Absolutely. propaganda rights. They use the Christian religions, for example, to do all kinds of damage as well. So the perversion of these realities uh, doesn't debunk the importance of what we're highlighting here. The reality is That's human exactly rights do right. matter. They're God-ordained rights, and uh, the perversion or the acting in the name of religion doesn't debunk religion. Uh, shame on those who uh, uh, abuse that uh, and who um, victimize the name thereof. And, and, and that's really the point you're making, right? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And in fact, you know, Sam, I'm sure everybody listening has, you know, played a football game or has been to a baseball game. You know, when you have a, if you have one of those games and one team shows up and the other team doesn't, you don't just, uh, there's a forfeit. The team that doesn't show up loses. So, you know, the world and young people, kind of re understand all right we're going to get him back real quick ladies and gentlemen incredible interview coming up we've got a surprise guest that'll be with william l saunders as well i'm telling you right now this is a harvard graduate attorney he works on real human rights he's with the catholic university of america and telling you it's incredible. Catholic.edu slash CHR. More in seconds on your radio. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Professor William L. Saunders with me, ladies and gentlemen. The guy's got credentials big time. Just call him J.D., if you will. What's that, Juris Doctorate? That's right. He's also with the Catholic University of America doing a phenomenal job. Catholic.edu slash CHR. We're talking about he's the director of human rights. The point I was making right before the pause, uh, William, is that, you know what? All kinds of bad things are done in the name of religion. Religion's not responsible for those things. Shame on those uh, who victimize uh, true religion on the altar of their uh, satanic and evil deeds. Nevertheless, there are people who truly care about human rights. Uh, and they're, really, it's synonymous with God-ordained, God-given rights uh, at this point. And that transcends uh, any abuse that we might get uh, under the title. Uh, let's just be true blue and keep marching on. Uh, they um, cannot uh, take down the good that we do no matter what they try to pervert satan always takes something good honorable and right and tries to betray us on that altar we're not going to let it happen on our watch sir yes i agree with you 100 percent. i just wanted to make the point for your listener that you know the as hard as it is perhaps to believe uh the rest of the world actually agrees with us and it's this kind of insane propaganda of the left that argues against it um so they are God-given rights. Most of the world recognizes them. Uh, but, of course, that doesn't, you know, I'm just saying that to show that America's uh, in agreement with most of the world. But certainly for American citizens, we have these God-given human rights, and that's what we're fighting for. Understood completely. Now, your work has been incredible. You got started on a lot of these pro-life 
issues. There's a lot more than just pro-life. There's uh, protection from communism and socialism around the world. There's all kinds of rights. There's um, uh, sex trafficking and abuse of people. We need to protect the uh, people from those things. How, how broad-ranging uh, are the defense of human rights uh, with regards to the work you're doing? You know, pretty wide-ranging. And another one you're just for folks listening, is defense of marriage and the family. That is actually recognized, like I was saying, from World War II, universal consensus. That's important. So I'm not doing a lot of work on that at the moment, but that's an important human right. And then the one I am doing a lot of work on is religious freedom, uh, you know, the importance of religion and allowing religious people to speak and to be full citizens and, and not to be uh, shut up. There's a lot of work that needs to be done in so many areas. It's not even funny the work we have cut out for us. Uh, yeah. But I want to highlight the pro-life stance that you uh, and really, um, and I don't know, I don't want to create a divide here, but I want to say uh, true Catholics who believe in pro-life, not those that you see in the media that, that don't seem to take uh, the pro-life God-ordained uh, guidance seriously, but pro-life is probably one of the most important issues we deal with, right? Yes, it is. It's absolutely essential. And I agree with you that there are certainly people who call themselves Catholics who are not pro-life, and, and that's a betrayal. I mean, the, I, the Pope, I'm sure you remember John Paul II, called the right to life the first human right. It's the basic one. Without that, there are no human rights. If you don't have the right not to be killed by somebody else, you don't have any rights at all. Uh, amen to that. Uh, I also think when we think of life, we got to think of liberty and property or the pursuit of happiness uh, is really how the founders put it. Liberty is close behind the pro-life uh, issue. Uh, if you don't have life, then you certainly don't have liberty. <laughs> but once you have right. uh, you know, pr life protections, uh, liberty is next, freedom to think and believe, the right to your conscience. Uh, this is so vital, uh, and it's what we'll be talking about as the broadcast continues to unfold, your right to conscience, right? Yes, yes. It's very close to religious freedom also, you know, your right to, to choose to believe or not to believe. Even if right. we know there's, it, it, you know, even if we know there's God, uh, we still don't force people to believe in God. But we do our very best to defend the liberty to do so. And you know what? All, you know, we talk about life and liberty, but all liberty begins with religious liberty, right? Absolutely, it does, yes. Your conscience is, is like you mentioned a second ago, is, is, is the essence of a human being, and they therefore... It, it informs their whole world view, and so we have to protect that. But it's it's closely tied to religion because you choose to believe, and people can't stop you from believing or force you to believe. All right, dig in a little bit. Tell me about your work and how we the people can support what you're doing because I agree that human rights are vital. Uh, I agree that uh, the perversions ought not detract from what we're doing. Uh, and I agree that we have to let people know there are people who genuinely, from a religious, God-ordained point of view, believe in protecting life, liberty, and property. Uh, and that's the work you're doing. Uh, tell me what, what projects you're involved in and how we, the people, can help or be involved as well. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a few, and feel free to jump in with questions. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned, and as we'll talk about later, one of the main projects is the work 
connected with the Chinese Communist Party, which is trying to undermine all American institutions as well as being a threat to its own people and to the world. So that's a major part of what we do. Also, um, I, as I said, I have these students. We train them in human rights. Uh, we also work at other places around the world. There's a country called West Papa where the people are being uh, ab abused by their government. We're trying to help those people. As I'm sure you are aware of the, what happened in Hong Kong. We're trying to help those people. Uh, we also at on religious liberty, we do a lot of things. We're uh, going to be filing comments, and, you know, lawyers file comments and briefs, and we do that. There's a, something called the Organization of American States, which meets in uh, Washington, and I'll be there with other pro-life people to try to uh, get the pro-life uh, understanding of human rights affirmed by that organization. Um, it's really one thing after another, and it really never stops. How do we, the people, get involved? Because it seems like it's such a complicated subject. I mean, training people to understand their rights, helping people defend their rights. There's a lot of work to be done around the world. But the average American like me or just, you know, the listening audience, they're thinking, you know what, I do care. Um, but, you know what, I don't really know what to do, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I appreciate that <clears throat> very much. It does seem like something you can't get involved in, and the and the crazy propagandists from the left are very involved. But there are organizations you can work with, including our organization, and you can learn more about it. I mean, we actually have a weekly podcast we do about issues having to do with the Chinese Communist Party, and we have the website you mentioned. I mean, I'm not here to solicit funds, but if anybody wants to support us financially, you know, they can do that. You know, I, am, I am, ladies and gentlemen, because that's how the engine of solutions work. We're not just in it for the money, but it does take money for legitimate efforts to gain ground and to make progress, folks. It's not a money game, but it is a money necessity to fund the efforts that we're making. And sure, there's endowments and there's philanthropists and there's all those kinds of things. Uh, but you know what? A lot of good comes from a little bit of us. Uh, you know, um, if you're moving a house, a lot of hands make heavy work light is the point uh, financially uh, morally prayers efforts involvement support all those things do matter and especially the act of prayer uh, professor i think is something that we cannot overlook absolutely essential absolutely essential i would have, we would be very grateful if everybody listening would say a daily prayer for the work we do it would be tremendous all right. Now, William L. Saunders, ladies and gentlemen, he's with the Institute for Human Ecology. He's a professor and director for the Center for Human Rights, School of Arts and Sciences. Um, he's the co-director for the Center for Religious Liberty. I just find that fascinating of the work that he does. But the Center for Human Rights, uh, the Catholic University of America, it's all available at catholic.edu slash chr. And the reason I want you to go to that website, folks, and check that out is because they have the podcast there. They have details of the tremendous story we're going to get to right after the break. Uh, and it really relates to the promotion of life, liberty, and property, starting with the key understanding that all liberty originates from religious liberty. Okay, it isn't that you've got to be religious. You know what? Our next guest coming up doesn't have the same Christian beliefs that we do. 
Nevertheless, in my view, he's a son of God and sons and daughters of God, regardless of their race, creed, beliefs, or anything else, um, have God-ordained rights. And we need to protect those rights. One of the geniuses of America is you cannot believe in God. And we'll defend your right to not believe in God. We may not agree with you, but we can humbly agree to disagree on things, but still have dignity in God-ordained. Others would call them human rights. I defend them. Professor William L. Saunders has spent his whole life defending those God-ordained human rights. Help us with the cause, will you please? Catholic.edu slash CHR. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The Senate Minority Leader is in the hospital. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is in the hospital today. A spokesman for the Kentucky Republican says McConnell was admitted to the hospital after he tripped while attending a private dinner at a Washington hotel late on Wednesday. The spokesman said the 81-year-old McConnell is receiving treatment and no further information was provided. McConnell has represented Kentucky in the Senate since the mid-1980s and was elected to a seventh term in 2020. The year before that, he suffered a fractured shoulder after he tripped and fell at his home. I'm Skip Kelly. Three Los Angeles Police Department officers were shot overnight in a violent encounter in the city's Lincoln Heights neighborhood. The three senior officers are now in stable condition after being shot by a parolee at large, refusing officers' instructions during a lengthy standoff. LAPD Assistant Chief Al Lombrada last night. This incident started about 3.50 this afternoon, so it shows a level of patience and, and more importantly, uh, the officers taking their time to try to de-escalate this and more importantly resolve this peacefully. And unfortunately, behavior of this individual did not uh, result in that. A very deadly situation. We're grateful residents were not injured as part of this, and we're grateful the officers are going to be okay. The suspect died at the scene. The first ever 3D printed rocket was set to lift off from Cape Canaveral Space Force Center yesterday, but was scrubbed because of temperature changes in the methane fuel. The next attempt will be Saturday starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. Parts of California are bracing for more heavy rain. Forecasts show another round of atmospheric rivers is expected to slam much of the state starting Thursday, washing away several feet of snow that dropped in recent weeks. Up to eight inches of rain is likely to fall in the coming days, which could cause flash flooding and possible mudslides and rock slides. More snow in the mountains is also expected. This comes as three people were found dead Wednesday in Southern California after last week's snowstorm. I'm Ryan Daniels. USA News. Non-attorney spokesperson and sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-958-2145 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-958-2145 now. 
Again, 800-958-2145. That's 800-958-2145. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I am privileged to be with the distinguished William L. Saunders. He's a Harvard graduate. He spends his time on human rights, uh, protecting religious liberty. He's with the Catholic University of America, catholic.edu slash chr. To learn more about his incredible work, his podcast, uh, etc., um, we've got a guest now, and I would like William to do the honors of introducing him. This man is, in my opinion, an American hero, and his story is going to be riveting. William, yes, it was my pleasure to introduce uh, Chin Guang Chin. Um, do you want to say hello, Guang Chin? Guang Chin, do you want to? Yeah. Say hello? hello, my friend. I'm happy to be here to talk about human rights, about China in here. So let me tell the listener uh, just a little bit about him. He he was uh, he was not bo- he's blind. He was not born blind. He became blind because uh, the, although the Chinese the Chinese Communist Party had all, had said they were going to make life better for all the poor people. They had failed to do so for his parents who couldn't get medicine, and he lost his vision when he was in his first year. But he he grew up blind in China. They did not have schools for blind people for law school. He learned law by by, uh, listening to uh, Radio Free Asia broadcasts and by getting regular books in, in Chinese who his father would read to him. Uh, he also grew up uh, a, uh, a uh, member of and advi- uh, admirer of Chinese traditional culture. His father told him all about the heroes and uh, great issues of Chinese culture, which are uh, very similar to the great stories uh, that we had in the West. So he grew up very strongly believing in human rights, uh, when he could, when he, he he was he's called a barefoot lawyer, which is his nickname, because he represented people who uh, were on the outside of society, like the handicapped people or the poor people, and he he won some victories, and he was on the cover of Newsweek magazine. For anybody who remembers Newsweek magazine, it maybe it's still published, but. The picture of him on the cover of it in 2005, and then he he started uh, speaking out against the forced abortions in China under the one-child policy. And at that point, the CCP uh, arrest, uh, took him into a secret jail, a black jail. Then they had a kangaroo court trial, put him in prison. When he got out of prison, they put him in house arrest. They completely surrounded his house 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with groups of thugs who watched his house and who even sat beside his bed when he was sleeping and who just walked in and out of his house because he was a very important person and the Communist Party wanted to keep him under control. So picture that, 24-hour house arrest, watched all the time by 
teams of thugs, and he's blind, yet he escaped. It's a miraculous story, which we can get in more detail in a second, but he escaped. He, he had a friend in another village, so he escaped his house, got out of his village. He's a blind man. He's by himself. He got to the next village, found his friend who drove him to the U.S. Embassy in Beijing, and he came to America. And we're very proud to have him at Catholic University. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is hard to understand some of this here. Chen Wing Chen uh, is a Chinese lawyer. He's a human rights advocate who has been an outspoken critic of the Communist Chinese Party, the Chinese government, and its policies of forced abortions and sterilizations. Now, I mentioned pro-life. This uh, gentleman uh, became blind at five months old. Uh, he uh, wrote in his memoir... He calls himself the Barefoot Lawyer, and that's the name of his memoir also, The Barefoot Lawyer. And he largely had a happy childhood growing up with his brothers, teaching him how to recognize the feel and the sounds of things. Uh, and as he got started in the world, he taught himself the law. Uh, he eventually got married and had children. And the problem with him having children is, well, he was charged with overbirthing, ladies and gentlemen. I guess as far as I understand, him and his wife had a second child and defied the communist Chinese party's one-child policy. He was also charged with providing information to foreigners because he did an interview with the Washington Post. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this just shows you how evil and how dictatorial and how abusive the communist party uh, is. Chen, tell us how you met your wife. Uh, How did you meet Wei Jing? Yeah, uh, because you know, at that time I work in my village. I, uh, you know, I have a habit to listen to the radio station. Uh, at that time, my wife called that radio station to try share some information about her, try to get a job. So I heard. Her voice uh, sounds not a lot uh, uh, independent. So I just want to uh, encourage her. So I give her a call and and let her know. You know you have uh, you, you know English. You learn a lot of knowledge. So you can find a good uh, job in the uh, society. Don't worry, the future. So I that was encouraged her. But later, you know, he, she uh, uh, gave me a lot of call. We talk a lot. Then we know each other. Then we love each other. <laughs> that uh, that is a uh, special story. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So it, it started uh, because he was impressed with English. Uh, she knew English. He realized yeah. that she uh, had uh, the same uh, belief systems, etc. Over uh, many phone calls, etc. And it just grew from there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So later, you know, we 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 talk a lot. She wants to uh, see me. I said I'm a disabled people. If you think you have a disabled 
friend that is not good, you you are not you, you cannot come. <laughs> if you think there no problem, you can come. So then she come to my house. So we that is the first time we met each other. Yeah, then we talk a lot about the society problems, the life, and uh, how to make the future is better. Yeah, I I inspire her. Tomorrow will be better. We should find a way to make our life better. Like that, we talk a lot. So uh, later we close and close. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chen Wengcheng is with us, and we're talking about his incredible escape. We're first discussing how he met his wife. Uh, William, as he escaped, what happened to his family along the way here, his wife and, and children? How did that relate, and when was all that compared to the escape? Yeah, he, well, he had to escape by himself, so his wife stayed behind because he was. they were pretending he was sick in bed, so they put like a... You know, not a, a dummy, but they made it look like somebody was in bed, sick. And during that time, she had to stay there so they wouldn't know that he had escaped. So I can detail the escape or say a few more words if you'd like to hear about that. But Yeah, let, let, let's say a few more words. We'll get into the escape right after the break coming up here in a minute. But so she stayed. And the real question that I have is, isn't that super dangerous, though? for her because yes. she would get the blame and uh, give me a little bit on that before we move to the escape yes it was dangerous and she had been beaten before he escaped and she was beaten after he escaped but he wouldn't leave china unless he could have uh her come with him and his, his and uh they tried to use his children to get him to leave the u.s embassy but he he you know, the story we can talk about in a minute, he held out and he got his children out of China also. So he got his wife, his children, his whole family, and they engineered an incredible escape, ladies and gentlemen. This blind gentleman, known as the barefoot lawyer, uh, because he defended so many people in China and defended human rights to the point where they engineered an escape. The escape, believe it or not, was successful. He's here today telling the truth on your radio as a result of that heroic, incredible stand for human rights by the Barefoot Lawyer. We'll talk more about him and his family and his memoir. Uh, we're talking to two people, Chen Guengchen and William L. Saunders, Catholic. Dot edu chr for more. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. 
To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Chin, Gwen Chin with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's also known as the Barefoot Lawyer. He wrote in his memoir, The Barefoot Lawyer, about his life, a happy childhood, growing up with his brothers, learning to understand the sights and sounds and things around him through feel and sound and etc. He taught himself at an early age the law, and he advocates for human rights, for land rights, and the welfare of the poor. He grew up incredibly poor in China, ladies and gentlemen, but he's decided to take matters into his own hands. Found a wife, got married, had a couple of children. Oh, too many children. He overbirthed. That's right. Yeah, he w- he would be charged with overbirthing because he and his wife had a second child. They were like-minded in liberty, like-minded in their understanding of human rights, and therefore they engineered an escape. William Saunders here to help tell the story, professor at the Catholic University. They call it the University of America, Catholic dot edu slash chr for more uh so william let's start with the riveting story of how he escaped how did this all go down first they started by pretending he was sick and in bed right right so you have to imagine that there's uh, these these this team of thugs is watching his house and they're watching kind of through a, a, a an opening like a driveway and there was one second really 10 or 15 seconds where one of the thugs was standing there talking to the others and blocking their view so they couldn't see the house. In those few seconds, Guang Chen uh, ran up to the roof of his house. So when the thug moved, they weren't aware he'd gone to the roof. Now, they're watching the house 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So he can't do anything until it gets completely dark at night. And then he has to cross several other yards with walls to get out of his village. Now, the thing was, his wife, who we mentioned in the previous uh, section with you, she's his right-hand person and, and, you know, his soulmate who helps him and everything, and she helped him in this because they they had 
talked about what was in the yards. You know, did the next yard have a, I don't know, a tree that's fallen down? You know, so it helped him in his mind because he's blind to form a mental map of the yards. And so when it's visualized, he had to cross over walls and backyards of other houses till he got to the edge of the village. Now he had, so that sounds hard enough, and I'm not sure whether you, Sam, or I could do that without making noise, but think about if you were blind and you didn't, you know, you step on a stick and you make a loud noise, the thugs are going to realize there's something wrong. If a dog starts barking, the thugs are going to know there's something wrong. So he had to do it very slowly. He had to follow that mental map. He actually broke his foot when he dropped down from one of those walls, but he still got out of that edge of the village. And he was now. This is where I would say. This is where I would say, by the grace of God, that he get uh, his escape. Absolutely, absolutely. It's miraculous, Sam. All right. Just so you know. Just so you know, William, I'm a totally blind person as well. I was born totally blind. Uh, I'm a syndicated talk show host, an IT guy for a living. Uh, I've got eight children and a sighted wife who's more than my right-hand person, that's for sure. She's my saving grace, I'll tell you that. Uh, but I do understand uh, the escape a little bit more than most as a totally blind person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I mean, and you can comment on this, Sam, but, you know, Gordon Chin tells me that he, you know, because he's blind, his hearing is much better and when he got to certain parts of the village where he, he, he didn't, they changed some things that he couldn't see from his roof and there was a new wall and things like that, he could tell by making little noises himself the way the noise bounced off things. It helped him navigate, actually. Yeah, so just and, so everybody understands what that is, it's, it's in the scientific world it's called echolocation. Uh, it's what bats do to some degree. Well, blind people have learned to click their tongues and do things that can let them know about objects and surrounding uh, because the frequency uh, bounces off uh, the object and lets someone who can hear. I used to ride bicycles uh, that way as a kid, uh, and I could learn where the curbs were, and I could learn uh, how to go down the, the street and stay a certain distance from the curb uh, with echolocation. So that's how he's doing it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it, the interesting thing about that is, believe it or not, a lot of blind people don't even know what it's called and don't understand the scientific ramifications. They just learn to do it internally or natively if you will. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, I did that my whole life. And then as about 45 years old, 10, 15 years ago, I learned that there's actually a scientific term uh, for this and it's actually defined uh, and usable. But I taught myself that as a kid. Uh, and obviously he did the same thing. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, Gong Chen, do you want to say anything about how you use that term? Uh, yeah. Yes, I, uh, that is a good way to know the encouragement environment so you know even the the raining at uh, the raining uh, when the water drops to the ground the echo can uh hit the wall and uh, you know the echo can tell me where is the wall how how far and i should go which way like that so even, you know, when I come out of my village, I have to come to another village. But between our two villages have a river. You know, I have to walk uh, 
follow the river, and uh, I, I have to very careful to uh, fall down in the water, you know. So I use the uh, the sam sam right? Yes, that's right. I, yeah, I throw something from my hand to the ground. You know, when the uh, you know the small stone drop down the ground, uh, the echo can let me know where is the water, where is the ground, where is the grass, where is the tree. So I, I use that way to find a way to go to another village. You know, if the uh, sand or the small stone drop in the water, the voice very different. That is, uh, the, the, everyone can, can know that different, right? So, but if the, if, if that some, somewhere have a, a pond or a stone, the echo still different, but not a lot, not very different. So I use that way to, to know where I should go. So, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that is a very helpful for me to, uh, to find a way to know how to go outside, how to hide me like that. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so say about, the silent, the silent navigation, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> from the split seconds it took to get from his sick bed to the roof, uh, then the um, harrowing effort to get from village to village to eventually uh, meet up uh, and get with a friend to help him further. Right, William? Yes, and uh, the, the friend drove him to Beijing because he wanted to get to the U.S. Embassy to, to claim asylum. And if you can imagine... Uh, when he finally got to Beijing, um, the Chinese uh, Communist Party police were chasing him, and and, and uh, an embassy car picked him up, and then they chased the embassy car and him all the way back to the U.S. embassy. So can you know it's kind of like right out of a movie. I mean, you can imagine them going through the streets and chasing each other, um, and. You know, I, uh, there's a lot that happens when he got into the embassy. The U.S. Uh, at first really welcomed him, but then the communists turned up the heat uh, on the embassy, and the U.S. was trying to uh, have good uh, economic relations with China, which were being threatened. So there was pressure put on Guang Chin to, to go back to the Communist Party, who, get this, promised they treat him well. Now, this, <laughs> this is a party who arrested him for no crime, who tortured him, who hit him in a, in a black jail, then put him in prison after a kangaroo trial, who beat up his mother and his wife, who put him under 24-hour <clears throat> house arrest, but they promised they'll do better. So it was. this was a key, there was a lot of pressure on him, and they, as I told you, they were getting members of his family to, to try to make him give up. He was in a hospital getting his foot treated. As I mentioned, he broke it when he was escaping. And there were some heroic congressmen who, who, who kept trying to call him on his cell phone. And there was one moment at night 
when the uh, the, bl- the the blockers or the the, the jammers of the uh, cell phone signal went down, they reached him on the phone, and they had a hearing in Congress with him on the phone, and all the publicity from that forced the communists to let him leave. Ladies and gentlemen, every aspect of this is God's intervention. He has a work to perform around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Eventually, he gets to America. The Catholic universities take him in. He writes a memoir uh, called The Barefoot Lawyer. How do people get that if they want to read that? Well, they can get it on Amazon. I imagine they can get it through any bookstore. It's just called The Barefoot Lawyer, Chen Guangcheng. Um, It's readily available. All right, that's important because that's the riveting story. Now, you mentioned it was kind of like a movie, his escape, because of how hero, uh, harrowing uh, the details really are when you think about it. Are, they, are you guys going to make a movie about this? Because I'm telling you, that would be an incredible movie. That's, the, as they used to say, Sam, the $64,000 question. And the answer to it we can do now or do after the break, but it says a lot about the state of Hollywood, my answer and our explanation. All but right, we'll remember, come back next hour and, and talk okay. about that, ladies and gentlemen. That's really important. I want to talk about that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about um, uh, the uh, travel to America, uh, how he got uh, hooked up with the Catholic University to continue to tell his story. Uh, Catholic.edu slash CHR to learn more about that. You can look for this incredible um, memoir, The Barefoot Lawyer, written by Chen Guincheng. Um and really, he's been blind his whole life, folks. But he uh, is now standing up for human rights. Any, any final statements this hour on that? Well, uh, yes, he, he stands for human rights. And what we're doing is not just for the human rights of people in China, which are, of course, very important. They're also for the human rights of the people listening to this radio show right now. Americans' human rights are at risk because of the Chinese Communist Party. And he has greater insight into that Communist Party than anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. A riveting story, to say the least. Um, You know what, folks? This is, uh, in some ways, Human Rights 101. Because it lets you understand there's liberty and tyranny in the world. And most of us are in the middle somewhere. How much freedom or how much loss of freedom do we experience well the barefoot lawyer knows both and he's going to tell you some of the blessings that we all may take for granted as we continue on this two-hour riveting interview on liberty roundtable live god save the republic